What's up, everyone? Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised a Geek. This week, we discuss Godzilla Minus One, now in theaters, the GTA 6 trailer finally launching, and we touch on our thoughts coming out of the Game Awards. So let's get into it. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm here with my buddy, Don. How we doing, man? Chris, what is up today, my friend? Everything is okay, as usual. Uh, just it. enjoying the weekend. Love enjoying it. the weekend after a little night of uh, some Call of Duty with you and you and our buddy. A little back to back to that. Back to those late Call of Duty nights like we used to have in the COVID era. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, we had a little fun with that. I'm just chilling, man. Ready to ready to talk some Godzilla, some some gaming. Uh, yeah, man, having a little day. Made my way to the comic book store today. Always nice to do. Um, oh yeah. It's not as frequent as it used to be, but because I used to live much closer to my comic store, so I would go like every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, I'd, so I'd get like you know my three or four books. But now it's like I sometimes have a month in between going, and like when when they see me coming, they're just like, "Hi, Don," and they reach in and pull out this giant stack. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "How much is that thing? Hundred bucks, eighty <laughs> bucks?" Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it's the same amount of money I would be spending weekly. But just like yeah. when you do it all at once, it's like why do i read so many comic books why do i love these so much yeah when you see them all at one time it's one thing when you're just a couple couple every week but then when you see the whole pile and you're like i have a problem (laughs) right and i have nowhere to keep all these in my house and yet i keep bringing them in yeah and just uh yeah uh it was funny like sometime over the weekend i saw i don't know if i talked about this before but like on the show i know i've talked about it with you i saw cm punk at my comic book store one time yeah because like that was like his local store he would go to when he lived in chicago he, i think he still does whatever but who knows how often he goes and does that stuff but like i saw him in there uh there was like a video on tiktok you know cm punk is all people are talking about in the wrestling world right now mm-hmm. rightly so he's still like you know making headlines just by being there right uh, so there was like a tiktok video going around where he was doing a signing at my store, which I remember because it was like a few years back when he was like, he wrote a comic book or something, but he was also signing wrestling stuff. And, uh, it was a video of like Cora Jade, who is she like a NXT wrestler? I think I don't really think so. I know the name. Okay. So this is like from a decade ago when she, before she was in the business, but she was at that signing and like she went up to meet him and she's like crying and like i'm just such a big fan and her dad was like you've really inspired her and people were like this is a crazy video because now she's in the industry and like their co-workers and this is yeah. her as a kid liking him but it was in my store so i see like my the guy i always deal with like the owner of the store like standing next to him in this tiktok yeah that was been like viewed and i think wwe reposted or something like at my store and like I wanted to mention it to him today. I was gonna be like, hey man, I saw you on this crazy TikTok, but uh there were like way too many people in there today. It was very busy. Yeah, Saturdays just... are hard to have a combo. Yeah, it was just funny though. That is cool. Uh, yeah, picked up a couple new books, couple new things. Yeah, just fun time. Did you get uh Batman and Santa teaming up to take on Krampus? <laughs> get that book silent Wait, Pat- night with a k huh i saw i saw it but i didn't buy it batman and who too oh batman and santa i thought you said sandman i was like okay that makes sense but santa santa to take down krampus oh my god that sounds you got it you picked it up yeah my comic book store suggested it and i was like whatever it's it's a holiday one shot whatever and then i looked at it and it's like a four part or something i'm like crap oh yeah now you're in it. Now you got to no, see I'm what happens it. to yeah, Santa so. Claus. 
I know. So I don't know if it's a weekly thing or I don't know. I haven't looked that hard into it outside of just knowing I have it outside of that. Very cool. But, but yes, I got a bunch of add-ons onto mine this week. So yeah, man, it's holiday season. Check out Batman and Santa Claus. What a team up against Krampus, which would have been <laughs> perfect for last week's episode where we talked about Krampus. We did. Check it out if you haven't. But this week we went back to the theaters. When was the last time you went to the theaters? Oh, man, I don't know. I honestly probably would venture a guess. I'd say maybe Mutant Mayhem, the Turtles. Uh, and that was already a few months ago. Uh, yeah, that was like July. Yeah, so summer. Summer. So yeah, it's been been a minute, been a little minute. But obviously Godzilla minus one was the talk of the last mm. week. Came out last weekend. Yes. And it's it was, been everywhere. Yes, it has been. And in the the main reason I went to see it, um, I, I mean I was I was interested uh even before, but like we we even had a little segment in our Krampus episode where you were had already seen it. And so yep. you were talking about it and how much you liked it and what really put me over the edge to go see it was like all the little chatter that there was that like this is leaving theaters December 7th right which when when we're recording this this is December 9th um so it was like getting ready to leave and so I went and saw it I think on the 5th which is like the Tuesday because it was going to leave Thursday yeah but now like with all the success it's had and being like you know one of the highest grossing uh foreign films ever in America and it's making a ton of money and hit number one at the box office and beat out Hunger Games and and all this kind of stuff. So, of course, it's still in theaters and they've mm -hmm. extended the run probably, you know, for much longer than much longer than they anticipated. But, yeah, that was kind of what put me over there. Just like that fear of missing out. Like, I can't I can't not if it's going to leave theaters. I got to I got to be part of it. So, yep. yeah, man, I went and saw it. That exact reason is why I went and saw it a second time. Uh -huh. because i was like oh my god it's gonna go and my theater i tried on sunday when i went to uh do the imax but they weren't showing it at the imax theater but then when i looked on monday they were and they had like four imax showings and i was like shit am i gonna mm. go see this movie again to go see it on the imax and i 100 percent did so to be clear you've seen it twice now. i have seen it twice in the past week okay regular theater and imax been a while okay. since i've been to an imax movie sure i was deaf when i left yeah yeah ears were all ringing <laughs> yeah i usually don't do imax because i don't like their seats there's like too many seats and they're too close together mm. but no, personal, get, personal preference mine got remodeled so it's all decked out with like leather chairs and they're not recliners but they are comfortable like nice chairs with the little tables and stuff so i okay. didn't mind there was just i was clumped in the middle with a bunch of people and the people in front of me weren't the most attentive to things and would plop down in their chair and would like touch, hit my knees. I'm like, Jesus. At least they weren't looking at their phones. That's one of the worst. Yeah. Like, in this, this, my theater experience this time, I had a guy next to me. It was like him and his look like either wife or girlfriend and like a young child, mm -hmm. which I'll get into that. But like, uh, like he kept looking at his phone next to me and like i could just catch it out of the corner of my yeah. eye that's just distracting it's like he wasn't even like on it for a long time periods of time but like every 10 15 minutes or so he would pull it out and just like start texting or like look at something i'm like dude like you're distracting me uh, right but that that's light, just 
that lights yeah. bright. It's the price you pay for going to the movie theater, dealing with others, <laughs> other people. That's right. why I tend tend not to do it. But right. here we are. I did it this time. You did it for Godzilla minus one, a foreign flick, which, like uh, Don mentioned, is breaking all kinds of records. I think it's the number one Japanese language film in U.S. history to make as much money as it's made. Um, like Don was just saying as well, it beat the Hunger Games. It's climbing the charts. I think they said that Monday after that first weekend, it was like made the most money on a Monday or something. They were finding records all over the place for this thing to uh to beat so definitely the hype was there it seemed like a lot of people went and saw you know the people the few people who went and saw it over the weekend went to the water cooler on monday and was like holy shit godzilla and a bunch of people started going so i think it's kind of benefiting from a little bit of like the barbie oppenheimer effect of the Mm -hmm. word of mouth of it Mm-hmm. you know i think that's definitely been part of the success here is like once that movie hits that like people are talking about it and posting about it and again the fear of missing out i think that's kind of what has been driving some of this yeah um along with a lot of people really like it and are saying they really like it so uh good good for good for godzilla man it's a it's an ip not a lot of ips get a lot of love in this way people like a lot of original stuff and sequels are just like a slog sometimes but like yeah. not i guess not in this case for most people so cool but it's funny because then you put it up against like godzilla versus kong which nobody went to see you know like nobody went to see and even as i talked about last week that new trailer for the new godzilla kong movie comes out comes out in april and that trailer i watched right after this and it was so jarring to watch godzilla and king kong like buddy cop running next to each other after watching godzilla <laughs> minus one like a godzilla kong who runs at full speed versus the godzilla in this who like walks at two miles an hour right (laughs) which started the giant debate of if godzilla's speed in the new one just like ruins his sense of scale sure what do you think you have any opinion on that now that you've seen like slow godzilla I've seen that discourse online a little bit and people complaining about that and saying, yeah, it would because he's supposed to be the size of a skyscraper and he's not supposed to run. He's not supposed to do this. I think it's just like the American take on it. We need everything big and fast and, you know, running at you full speed and exploding and blowing up. So uh, I guess it's just kind of going to come down to your preference, how you how you prefer your Godzilla yeah absolutely absolutely well let's jump into this godzilla minus one uh review that we have i got a little brief synopsis here um for godzilla minus one it it is set in post-war japan and it's at the lowest point uh after world war ii when a new crisis emerges in the form of a giant monster baptized in the horrific power of the atomic bomb so this one did not take place in present day it definitely took place uh like I said, I mean, when it starts the movie, it's like two days at, before the end of World War II. So it was kind of right before the bombs dropped and all of that stuff. So it, and the whole movie takes place kind of in the late 40s, early 50s. Yes, it's like post, just post-World War II mm-hmm. Japan. So. Yes. So we spent a lot of time in this film just like almost following the rebuild of Japan as a just a country after everything that happened for world war ii just everyone being at war 
Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, they didn't really go into it, but obviously they're, you know, dropping atomic bombs on Japan. So <laughs> that's going to take that's going to be a shocking rebuild. Well, isn't you're more of a Godzilla guy than me. We've said that before. Mm-hmm. Um, you you we you spoke at length last time about you grew up on Godzilla. Like I can quote you saying, I'm a Godzilla guy. You got a Godzilla poster back there. <laughs> um, is Godzilla isn't he made basically like they didn't really get into it too much in this movie, which we can talk about mm-hmm. or they maybe touch on it briefly, but what isn't like his origin uh, atomic bomb, like testing us atomic bomb testing in Japan is what made yeah. him. Right. So, yeah, he was always kind of a metaphor for the nuclear bomb and just nuclear. Right. Um, I can't think of the right word right now, but just that awareness yeah. He was kind mm-hmm. of always a, a meaning for that. So he's very tied, obviously, in with that moment post-World sure. War II. This is kind of the main period of time in which Godzilla exists and why he exists. Like the first one, the original Godzilla was in 56, 1956. So this right. time point pretty much matches the original, but it's just mm-hmm. obviously a different story. So it's saying like the fallout from the nuclear bombs in Japan is what would have made Godzilla. is his mm-hmm. story got mm-hmm. it that's what i figured i just was double checking and just the testing and stuff because even in this one they kind of showed a test a nuclear u.s test after world war ii and then that was when it was like godzilla went from big to gigantic okay um so that's why in the opening scene of this film i, I thought it was crazy that this movie started off with a bang like usually these types of movies start real slow and usually it's like 45 minutes before you even see Godzilla. Mm. And this one Mm. was like, no, we're just going to throw this dude at you in the first five. Sure. Which was kind of jarring. I was like, Oh shit, we're just going. Well, I can talk about the opening scene before we even get there. I want to hear from you first. You kind of gave me a little bit of a rundown. I know you liked it. You said it in our last episode. Uh, but just like as a whole, what do you think of this movie? What are your thoughts leaving it? I mean, you went and saw it twice. There's got to yep. be a reason. So just like, what'd you think of Godzilla minus one? I loved Godzilla minus one, man. Um, it was just fun, but then also it had depth versus like a lot of Godzilla movies. The human story is weak or non-existent. You're just kind of there to see Godzilla. And this is almost one of the first times where I was like genuinely invested with the humans. You know, like I was okay with the story they had. It almost felt like two separate movies to an extent um, because they were kind of had their drama and they had all of their, you know, uh, trauma coming out of World War II. So I thought it was just, like I said, I was engaged in what they were doing. They had an interesting plan. Um, I liked seeing Godzilla as a menace just tearing shit up versus being like the hero that we need. Um, Watched all the American ones they did with Ken Watanabe, just kind of being like, let them fight. Godzilla will save us, you know, and he's like the hero. And I mean, there's obviously that there's a place in history for that Godzilla and, you know, what he always kind of turns into. Um, And that's what those movies are kind of about. Like the American ones are following all of those Godzilla movies where it's like Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla and Godzilla versus Space Gods, you know, like 
they're all just kind of that battle of the beasts where this one is kind of a throwback almost all the way to the beginning where Godzilla is just a terror and just watching him just rip through stuff. Um, plus like all of the old school throwbacks, the music, there's just so much stuff in there that just kind of, I, I liked it. It didn't overstay its welcome. Um, I cared about the humans. Godzilla looked cool. I like watching him swim around in the water. Like I said, I thought that most of the action sequences with Godzilla were unique and something mm -hmm. different than what we normally get. You, we clearly got the one giant scene where he goes through and destroys the city and does all of that. But I liked all the stuff out at the water with him swimming and then throwing mines at him. And it just was different compared to uh, what, like I said, what, what we've been getting with the, the most recent American run. Right. And, and it was a lot different. I can't say better because I haven't seen it since it was in theaters, but Shin Godzilla, the last Japanese one, all mm -hmm. I remember about that movie was like googly eyed Godzilla uh -huh. where he was like, had no legs he was almost like a salamander and then he like uh -huh. turned into big godzilla but he I, remember, I still remember him crawling down the street and he had like straight up googly eyes they were like that and i was like that's gonna haunt me and <laughs> i could still see that image in my head so and there are a lot of things with that one i want to watch it again but i just really i thought it just what they put out there i just thought it's a lot of it worked for me so now okay. we we put it out on twitter already <laughs> where we were gonna have to have this discussion so what'd you think man uh tell the world why you hated it <laughs> i feel like mm -hmm. more now than i ever have in my life i feel like elaine venice <laughs> and yeah when the entire world loved the english patient yeah <laughs> And she got dragged to it by her boss again after seeing it because she lied and said she didn't see it. And then she got fired because she said, I hated it. Yeah. Like, um, listen, I did not hate it. I'm not at that level um, yeah. where I hated this movie. I, yeah. But I cannot understand the universal love that it's getting because to me. I don't know if this is just my taste or I'm crazy or I'm the only one. I was just kind of bored. Mm -hmm. um, um, I recognize the good things about it, but a lot of it, I was just sitting there kind of like, man, I'm bored. Mm -hmm. Like the, the human, the human story to me um, would just seemed kind of generic Mm -hmm. and uh the performances were kind of like one i know it's a japanese movie so it's definitely different than the stuff we're used to seeing yeah but like overacted i thought and like why is everyone always screaming at each other why <laughs> why why does every interaction have to end with a loud scream fight why mm -hmm. and and like the main the main actor or mm -hmm. the main character which i'm not going to even try for his name because you know i don't I don't want to butcher it, but I didn't find anything likable or redeemable really about him. Like we're supposed to care about him as a hero, but he's just kind of a whiner. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't done anything to me. He, all he really is, has been presented to me at the beginning of this film is a kamikaze pilot who didn't do his job and got attacked mm -hmm. by Godzilla. And now we're following his story, but why do I care mm -hmm. what, what? 
is happening to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't feel like they presented me with enough of a reason for me to care about him as this lead character that I should be sad about, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, his, his connection with the, the female lead, I didn't feel was like earned or, or really there. Um, like she cared for him the whole movie and he yeah. kind of was like, no, I can't. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden at the end, when you think she's dead, Oh yeah. By the way, spoilers guys for all this, if you haven't seen Godzilla minus one, sorry. Um, but yeah, knows. I know, but like, there's a point in the movie where you think she's dead and then she's gone for the whole second half. Surprise, surprise. She's back at the end and he's very like, but they want me to care. But I was like, I don't respect your relationship. Like I didn't like, you didn't care about her this entire time. Now all of a sudden, like you're weeping at the bedside. Like, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. Um, So that's the human side of it. The Godzilla stuff. Some of it confused me. Um, <laughs> Like, I feel like he popped out at the beginning. Like you just said, the, the beginning of this movie, you see Godzilla for the first time very quick when he's yeah. like small. He hasn't grown grown up to like the huge size. Yet. Yeah, he's like the size he's of still, a T-Rex. Right. He's still big, but he's not as big as Godzilla you're normally used to. I feel like the first time I, I'm, I'm glad they showed him to you early in the movie because you figure something like this, you might have to wait kind of like Jaws where you're waiting till whatever point to like three-fourths of the movie till you finally see Jaws. So I appreciate seeing Godzilla early, but I feel like he just came with no fanfare. Like, all of a sudden, the camera's just there, and it, boom, there's Godzilla. Yeah. Like, he didn't He didn't come out of the water. There was no, like, uh, there was no lead-in music. There was no nothing. All of a sudden, just like, oh, there, there, there it is. And he moved with a fluidity in the beginning of this movie that I thought was interesting because he was kind of moving around fast and biting down on people and whatever yeah but then later in the movie like as when he's this huge skyscraper guy he's walking at one mile an hour like what is it can he move fast and like or he can move fast he when he's small and then when he's a skyscraper size he can't move that fast so he's gotta <laughs> he's gotta he can't keep moving at that size he can move a little bit though like I, I get it. Him moving that slow is kind of a homage to yeah. probably the old films because that's mm-hmm. how they always had him in the you know the old like you said nineteen fifties movie. Yeah, yeah. But but just the the difference of it was just too. I don't know, and I don't know, man. It's just something about that. Whatever, and I don't know <laughs> the 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 bottom line. Pretty much to me, why I just don't see it is. I just feel like there was too much. Godzilla wasn't in it enough. That's another mm-hmm. thing. Um, for a movie being called Godzilla, maybe it's just because I didn't care about the human characters and they wanted to do a lot with them. That's yeah. why I was kind of out of it. Like, I'm just sitting there as they're having long scenes and him crying. Like, maybe if I cared about him as a character, I would care about that scene, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't care about the little girl that was crying five times. And I didn't care about his girlfriend and his coworkers who were like, had this fake camaraderie where they are, they're all acting like friends, but they don't really seem like friends. How do you um, not like that crew? Like they just looked happy. They had they that one uh the the captain guy. Every time he smiled, I was just like the like the doc dude, that dude with this big big hair, and he just had these plans and was doing stuff. I mean, he, he looked cool. Awesome. He looked cool, but he they didn't say anything of substance to me that was like made me care about that group of friends. Um, 
and I know I'm sounding like a hater or whatever. <laughs> I mean, you don't care. But, you don't care. That's, I mean, that's just what it is. That's their job I, to do. That's the thing that like, we always talk about some of these like Marvel projects we haven't liked over the years and all these things is like, they want you to care about their characters, but when you don't, it's hard to care about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just didn't get their, I didn't get the journey of any of the humans. And I feel like it focused too much on them and not enough on Godzilla. The Godzilla stuff, when he was doing things, was cool. I liked all that. Like, the best scene in this movie to me is when they're on the boat and shooting at him as he's, like, floating along with just his head above the water. And they're trying to shoot the sea mine, ocean mines in his mouth. And um, mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, very Jaws-inspired, as as even the director, I think, kind of said he was very inspired by Jaws for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the coolest scene in the movie, and and yeah. Godzilla knocking down buildings is always going to be cool. Like, of course, but that's not enough for me to be like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Like everyone in the world seems to be doing. Yeah. Um, not to offend anybody, I mean, if you guys think it is, I I get it. But to me, it's just like a movie that was just like, all right, I saw it, it's okay, but I don't know. No, I'm sure you're not alone. I. I can tell you that I'm definitely surprised in which like the hype train rolls sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely not a movie that I expected that from. Like I, I, this movie has been on my radar for months. I saw a trailer for it over the summer, just been waiting for it to release. And I knew I was going to be there. That's just me. The fact that it blew up to the point where everybody was talking about it, everybody's showing stuff, it did raise the hype level, but I can't, I don't understand why, because it does follow, still follow the same like Godzilla thing. Like you care about the humans or you don't care about the humans. And if you don't care about the humans, it makes the movie 10 times longer because you're just waiting for Godzilla to show up and he doesn't show up enough. That's, there's, I've seen plenty of Godzilla movies where that is how I feel because you just mm-hmm. sit down to watch them and you're just like, I don't care about any of this. This is boring. They're just talking about nonsense. And they're like, how are we going to kill Godzilla? And I'm like, just show me Godzilla. Um, You're reading my mind right now for this yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I've, I've sat through those films. So I can definitely, like, understand how you feel and how you got there. Because, yeah, I didn't expect this. And I still don't fully know. I've seen the movie twice. I still don't fully know how it took on the life in which it did outside of just hype social media hype just like everybody who i you know now you'll see all of the people who are hating on open oppenheimer mm-hmm. and calling it boring and doing this but everybody went and saw it and made it like the most you know uh one of the highest grossing films of the year right. but now people are coming out so i mean give it a couple months and people will be like shitting on godzilla minus one just because like i said it's not a perfect movie in any way it's a godzilla movie and you kind yeah. of know what that is going into it you should you know like we all know we've all seen godzilla movies one way or another and that's what it is it's you know unapologetically a godzilla movie and an old school godzilla movie at that not like the new ones because like i said go back now after watching this and watch that new godzilla x kong trailer two totally different worlds i mean ridiculous like i said i watched that trailer like literally in the truck on my phone when I was in the parking lot for the theater for this, like it was seconds later (laughs) and I'm just sitting there like, Holy shit, this is completely different. So um, once again, it's kind of like you, you posted out there about two Batmans and two Godzillas. Yeah. 
that's what this is but um mm-hmm. i can definitely understand that um where i where i i can give you that this human story was simple okay um but i enjoyed i enjoyed the uh i did feel for them i i enjoyed the a lot of the 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 this is war you know like kind of the repercussions of war you know that this dude was going through massive ptsd like i said he was i thought it was really interesting that he was they followed a kamikaze pilot like this dude is a kamikaze pilot his whole mission was to die and he chickened out and basically ran away from his duty and to see how that can affect like that dude was traumatized by the fact that he saved his own life like that's crazy to think about like we're because i mean if someone told us to do that especially now you'd be like fuck you you know like mm-hmm. you know we wouldn't even think about it but this dude was seriously like having ptsd because he didn't kill himself because he chickened out um and i thought that was an interesting like character to follow in that and really see how his how he was still at war and couldn't allow himself to fall in love with that girl. He couldn't allow himself to do any of that stuff because he didn't think he deserved it. So I was kind of along for that ride following that like trauma, war, you know, ugly portraits of war type thing. And I thought it was a different, a heavier story than a Godzilla human story normally is. (laughs) Okay. And all that works. All that works in if if you are buying it. Yeah. So I mean, hundred percent, hundred percent. That that was only the that was my thing. Is like I know I see what you're going for. You're going for mm-hmm. a story of like what you just just described, grief yeah. and PTSD and whatever. But I didn't feel it conveyed enough through those actors. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I just I I wasn't if it all it all boils down to that mostly for me mm-hmm. is that's what made it just a regular movie and of course like i'm not a godzilla guy i feel yep. like i'm i'm a casual godzilla guy i i guess i'll say i feel like this movie was more made for hardcore godzilla fans who can appreciate the callbacks and appreciate the feel and and to me it's just like a monster movie of yeah. you know a big, a big monster going around breaking stuff and when there's not enough of that then i'm just like eh, oh no when you know <laughs> when I, when he when he came ashore and started walking down the street and they played the old Godzilla music, don't 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 don't. I got chills. So I mean, yes, it was made for. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yes, they brought that music back to use when Godzilla was there, and you know, just like I said, it just had this old school feel to it, which was definitely appreciated coming out of these most recent american godzilla is what we've gotten like i said the last japanese godzilla was like 2016 i want to say so i mean we're pushing yeah yeah, we're pushing a while since we got one and even that one was almost a satire so it wasn't even really didn't even take itself seriously and what it was because it was supposed to be a like a satire for the japanese government and they were trying to like poke fun at things so that's a completely different type of movie so it's just like the japanese ones are they they try to do a little bit more than just godzilla and not it works sometimes and sometimes it doesn't um and there's that foreign aspect of it too where like i said overacting uh well that was that was my thing was 
like I mentioned, everyone's screaming at each other. Like, mm-hmm. why is everyone always like even in him in the scene where he's it's supposed to be like a touching scene between them and he's telling her about his his PTSD for the first time and she said something he was like, What would you say that? I was like, yeah. Jesus. So like, yeah. what I can't well, this is you you guys are pulling me out of it, like with just the way this is being conveyed. Um I've stopped watching animes because everyone's just screaming and I was like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. So yes. It's just maybe maybe it's just a cultural thing that I don't fully like aren't I'm not used to, but uh well I, man, I don't know. Like I said, I don't I don't really know. I I mean I've never met every Japanese person I met, even if I just mean like Japanese never yelled at me. No, I just mean like in their in the movies, in yeah. their movies and stuff. Like maybe that's just a way that they like go heavy on that that I'm just yeah. not used to. Um yeah, I wanna fun. say that it is like I said, I've I've there's I've watched quite a bit of Japanese things over the years. And I mean, it, it I didn't even blink an eye at it. So now well, when he kept slamming his head on the table to ask for, beg for more time to find that dude, <laughs> that I was making me, that. that was making me laugh. That, yeah, was that made me laugh. laugh. He would slam his head down so hard to, to beg people. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. I was like, I, I gotta, can see where that's going to make people laugh. I got to mention this one thing that like bothered me now that you brought it up that Mm -hmm. whatever the first time when Godzilla was walking through the town when he finally was big and that's when he started wrecking shit. And so it's the scene with the 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 lead girl, the lead woman uh, on the train, like going back and forth to work and she gets caught in the carnage. Yeah. I had a visible eye roll. I know I did to myself when when she's looking out the window and she looks out and she sees Godzilla, this huge freaking lizard. And she just learned about Godzilla for the first time from the dude. Yeah. And he told her what Godzilla is. And she's looking out and she sees it and she goes, is that Godzilla? I was like, <laughs> of course it is. What else would it be, you dummy? Like, is that Godzilla? No, it's not. It's something else. It's a Christmas tree. I don't know. <laughs> like... What are we doing here? Is that I don't know. It's just something that's like lost in the translation. But why that line? Of course, it's Godzilla. Um, I don't remember that. Like I remember her doing it, but I don't remember her saying that. Now I'm not not gonna be able to unsee it. But yeah, um, do not get me wrong. There's there's things about this movie to like that you know would be in a movie that I would like. Like like I said, the Godzilla stuff definitely cool. Um, I like the CGI that was made to look like it wasn't CGI. I was kind of impressed with that of it. Yeah. You know, we all it's it's like well known and out there that this movie was operating on a budget of like fifteen million dollars or less. Mm-hmm. Um so what they were able to do with only that amount of money was impressive. Um uh, Godzilla looked great because he didn't look like one, the Godzilla from the freaking Matthew Broderick movie and all that shit. Not a googly-eyed thing like you were just talking about from Shin Godzilla. Like, it looked like Godzilla. And like a classic Godzilla, not all CGI'd up. And even though it was CGI, it looked like, if you squint your eyes, you could be like, is is that CGI or are they doing some practical shit here with that thing sometimes? Uh, So that I I did find very impressive. They fooled me because there were definitely some of those parts where they were swimming where I could have swore it was practical. And then I was watching some stuff afterwards and they're like all digital. And I'm just like, fuck, man, they just the way that they did it and the way that he moved, they kind of just almost went for that. Like like you just said, that practical look, but it almost had that like claymation feel to it. Like I said, they did the the visual effects amazingly for having the small of budget they do. When, like I said, we're we're making fun of the Marvel movies with their two hundred 
million dollar budgets and everything looks like shit because right. I don't I don't know what it is if it's just a the style that they went for but this one they went for like a I don't know a, almost a rubbery style to mm-hmm. where they made it in CGI but to look like it was practical instead of trying to make it look real yes and it just worked so well and I mean dude every time his little tail would start popping up to do his heat ray in this one was nasty yeah yeah like that was sick man when the blue and the spikes would pop and you're just like oh shit about to get it's about to be real here comes his finishing move yeah (laughs) yeah and he would just destroy stuff yeah the godzilla stuff is like i said obviously if if the godzilla stuff wasn't as good as it was this movie wouldn't be anything special well that's what makes me sad about it is just there wasn't enough of it for me like yeah wasn't enough godzilla man i want godzilla to take center stage in a godzilla movie yeah um he never does though i mean that's just yeah so that that's again i guess just a bummer in in general uh you always have the human story that you got to follow and you just got to hope it's yeah good or at least entertaining enough either in a really like so bad it's good way Mm-hmm. And you're just laughing at it, or it's like I said, compelling enough that you're you don't mind um what that well, story is. Yeah, people must have just found this the human story then much more compelling than me. I don't know. I'm on an island on this or or I'm not, but I just didn't mm-hmm. I mean it was fine, but I don't understand the the like standpoint that this is the the best thing that you've ever seen like i've seen a lot of movies with explosions and giant monsters and this is kind of one of them you know so no i can i can agree because just in the fact that i don't understand Mm. but like i said for me i dug this one like i said i went and saw it twice in theaters Um, yeah i like i said everything worked for me but i can i can definitely see where it didn't work for you yeah, so I guess well, it's I guess okay. Here's the thing. I've been pumping oh, yeah. myself up for like three <laughs> days. And then you had to come in here yeah. with things that made sense. With actual reasoning. Um, yeah. Damn you. No, if I don't like something, there's got to be a reason for it. And I, I, I try to be able to express it. But I mean, like I said, this isn't a movie I hated. I didn't hate yeah. this movie. I, I didn't walk out of this movie saying, what the fuck did I just watch? No, I had an okay time. I just don't think it was like the best thing I ever seen. I I just think it was like it was okay. It was fine. It was just okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I might watch it again, maybe someday. But I'm not in a rush. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, man. I, I I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. Like like I was talking about IP earlier, though. Like still, I'm glad. Like it it wasn't just like a cookie cutter. You know, I could tell there was a lot of love put into it, and like heart i didn't always love the execution but i'm glad somebody like took a godzilla movie kind of seriously and made something like you know that a lot of people are really enjoying so especially at a time where like i said godzilla is starting to get off the rails of craziness and zaniness you Mm -hmm. know so it's like to be able to still have this to kind of go back to is is kind of really fun to do that i can say watching it a second time the Godzilla parts do come faster when you kind of know when they're around the corner. Yeah. When you know, it does move a little bit because it definitely did feel a little long the first time I saw it. 
and then watching it the second time everything just went and i was like oh shit okay um but i did have moments sitting there the first time where i was like all right you know <laughs> they were really dragging out that finding the uh the mechanic yes you know and really getting to that final climax they really dragged that out it went a lot faster the second time but i mean him sitting with that little girl akito and just sitting with her she's just like mama and just like handing pictures and stuff and i was just like this is taking forever and another thing i will note just to be transparent in this i saw this movie when i was very tired uh mm. because it was during the week and i worked that day and it was like 6 30 at night and usually i fall asleep during, i didn't fall asleep but i was like i could feel myself like why am i seeing a movie during the week subtitles are hard when you're tired too yeah and that's the other thing i wanted to touch on the the family next to me i said the guy who's on his phone who brought the little kid how's that kid enjoying this movie like kids don't have great reading comprehension and if i'm talking about like a, a seven-year-old like you th he was sitting there reading that whole thing that whole movie no way when i'm seven years old i was not watching no movie with subtitles like he they might have brought him in there just to see like the giant lizard and the explosions but there's no way that kid understood what was going on <laughs> no i was i was confused by that yeah there were a lot of people bringing kids to the first, definitely the first one, because I know some babies, some kid like three year old started crying and they had to drag the kid out of the theater. Um, <laughs> and I was like, well, that kid can't read. So <laughs> I don't know what he's there for. <laughs> right. um, no wonder he's crying because he's probably bored out of his mind. He just hears yeah. a bunch of noises and doesn't understand what's happening. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't get people. I don't have kids, so I can't just like make any kind of understanding for that. Um, but I so I, I don't get it. I was sitting I was sitting there during the movie thinking just not even with kids like even adults wondering in my head like how many people went to that movie not knowing that it was a foreign language film that you had to read the whole time I'm like, sure a few there there has to be some there has to be some that, like that didn't read anything all I know is it's a Godzilla movie so they go to see it and then like the beginning of it's in in Japanese and so there's subtitles you're like okay this part's going to be subtitles because yeah. you know sometimes movies do that go back and forth but then maybe like 30 minutes in you'd be like hey they're still they're still speaking another language I'm still reading <laughs> what what is this I could tell you there was a lady with a group of people in front of me there was a lady that was sitting in front of me and after about 10 minutes, she got up. I never saw her again. <laughs> she left. So I have a feeling she left. Like she was there with yeah. the family. So I don't know where she went or if she was yeah. just sitting in the car or I don't know what happened or if she moved seats, but she got up and just left. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And like, so I didn't really think about it. But then I realized after like halfway that the seat in front of me was still empty. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think she came back. <laughs> I could be wrong. But that happened when I went and saw Pan's Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. in theaters and there was a there was like no another other, another foreign language film yeah because that one's all spanish and uh we're sitting in the theater knowing that and then the movie started and they were speaking spanish and there was a whole group of like i don't know teenagers or 20 somethings that all were just like fuck this and they got up and left you could smell the pot so they were stoned so i couldn't imagine that being the type of movie i mean that movie stoned could be entertaining but reading subtitles now it doesn't sound like fun yeah, can't handle it. No so, one said there was going to be math. I was unaware there was going to be math. Yes, yes, yes. But yes, Godzilla minus one. I dug it. I thought it was all right. Don thought it was all right. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, another thing came out this week. 
that everyone exploded their brains about, which was finally getting after a decade, the GTA 6 Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer came out. And 90 seconds, and everybody lost their mind. Yeah, man. Yeah, came out a day early because of leakers, of an uh, an 18-year-old leaker I heard who's, like, in prison. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. is he, they already arrested him? And he... <laughs> He's arrested. Um, stupid. But yeah. uh, that always seems to be something like that always happens. Well, with something like that's this hyped and whatever, you got to be like, I'm sure they tried to do everything they could to keep it, but... Oh, well, so it came out a day early and yeah, the internet did lose their minds. I think part of it is GTA is another, another series and thing that is just like driven by hype. Yes. Now I'm a fan of it. I like all the GTA games. GTA has been around God for, since we were kids, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I I played the even the original ones where it was just like an overhead view of just yeah, the your top car down. driving around. Top down view of uh, that was like the first two games, I think. And then maybe three was when they yeah. they went three was the first one that got kind of open world treatment. Um which was yeah, man, like I, insane. Yeah. yeah like when like, they did Grand Theft Auto Three and they was like a full world, that was like the first open world game. Like we have all these open world games now, it's because of GTA three. Right. They, if that game didn't exist, we wouldn't have those games. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it yeah. created a whole world. Yeah, it's like the the grandfather of open world gaming. Um, a lot of a lot of games owe owe what they are to Grand Theft Auto. So I was excited to see this, um, especially because it's going back to Vice City, which is one of my favorites of the mm-hmm. of the series, the mm-hmm. original Vice City with. Ray Liotta voicing the the guy and it's like just their take on Miami and that 80s Miami nightlife which I think is cool to play a video game in. Yeah. Um I'm I I know me and you were talking about and we'll talk about it a little bit like the the trailer kind of made up of what looks like to be just like cutscene stuff but like people from Rockstar are saying like no this is the game like that you're seeing like this is what it's going to exactly what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, man, I'm pumped for some Grand Theft Auto. I don't know. I I, I played five through once and loved it. So um, big Rockstar fan. I like we like Red Dead a little, you know, enough. So I'm I'm into it. I know I don't know. I know you feel maybe sometimes a little differently about GTA and stuff, don't you? But how'd you feel about that trailer? Did you like it? It was fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to answer the first question, Grand Theft Auto came out in '97. So yeah. So Grand Theft Auto One ninety seven, and now we're in twenty twenty three with Grand Theft Auto Six. Mm-hmm. But that's after a couple spinoffs because we through Vice City and San Andreas were both unnumbered. Right, right, right. Um, Grand Theft Auto is I'm I I'm definitely a victim of the hype of Grand Theft Auto. Um, I bought a lot of Grand Theft Auto games. I always try them. I always play them, but I've never gotten anywhere in them. I bought Grand Theft Auto Five twice. Well, no, the first time. I'll back up a quick second. My PS3 died, mm-hmm. and then when I needed to buy a new one, it was like two weeks before Grand Theft Auto Five was coming out. So I was like, and they had a bundle that I could get where basically I got the game for free. So I mm. bought the GTA bundle, GTA Five bundle. And just had that came out. So that was like the game that came with my system. And then gotcha. I rebought it on PS4 
when they re-released it on PS4 and I picked it up for like 20 bucks at some point and started it again. And then I downloaded it at some point on Game Pass on Xbox and started it again. I played the beginning of GTA 5 at least three times and still think about like, do I need to jump back in this game? Um, I liked what I saw. It's just open world sometimes just gets overwhelming for me. Um, and it's hard for me to focus on there's just too much going on and and definitely depending on what the balance is with like the cops if i spend my whole time running from the cops when i don't when i'm trying to actually do something then i get annoyed um, yeah, just don't don't accidentally run over anybody and they won't be on your ass yeah but i'm not a good video game driver <laughs> unless it's mario kart i can't yeah. drive for shit um yeah i like i said i love the idea i love what it is i'm can probably guarantee that i'll be there for gta 6 as well um like i said part of me wants to play gta 5 and really go like in it for real um i've been busting out red dead and trying to be like i really want to do red dead i was telling you guys about how i played 81 hours of red dead 2 and never touched the single player campaign we had we had quite a quite a little bit of onlining with that yeah yeah we had 81 hours of red dead online for a game that everybody hated all right um and and was killed pretty quick you know so we had some fun with that one um but yeah the trailer was fine um this is something we're going to talk about here as we dip into the game awards to wrap up our conversation today um the it's not even a trend it just is what it is but a cgi trailer doesn't do anything for me Mm-hmm. I need to know what the gameplay looks like. Yes, those cutscenes could be in engine, and that's what the game looks like. But I still, they still didn't show you someone playing. You still didn't see what I'm going to be playing. Yes, I'm going to be sitting and watching that cutscene. But what am I going to play? Mm-hmm. And even if it looks like that, that's fine. But I need to see that because I need to know what I'm going to do. And um, back in the day, I still remember like Metal Gear Solid 2, Final Fantasy 10, you'd see those big gorgeous CGI trailers and that was like blow your mind. Anybody can do that now. Cell phone games have fucking CGI trailers. Um, Games that don't even look like what the trailer does get those trailers. Like that's just what it is. The most terrible games get this get can have gorgeous CGI trailers because anybody could do that now. And it's not impressive and um a a real recent example of that has been uh suicide squad killed the justice league has been with you i'm not going to talk about it just remember we were under an nda i know i know we signed an nda (laughs) to play the alpha i'm not going to talk about the actual game but this is before that alpha even came out which was um they just showed cgi trailer cgi trailer cgi trailer and you're like yeah they look cool but i had hit a point where i was like i don't want to see any more cgi i want to see gameplay show me what the game looks like and it took them until they did that sony state of play that they actually showed you what the gameplay looked like and i'm like okay now i know if this game is for me or not um and that's just kind of one of those things where i just i don't get tired of cgi trailers now i mean yes watching the game awards and seeing kratos come out cool but you know what that trailer did mm-hmm. gave us gameplay <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah. the hype was there so gta 6 trailer looked fine i i can understand the hype i can understand the love i can understand all of that but it i it didn't change my day it was 90 seconds of my day and a couple texts with you <laughs> and now yeah. this five minute conversation so my only my only comment on the state of trailers and the CGI-ness of it now is like I think we all just have you can either thank or blame Hollywood for that 
just like the way they make their movie trailers because now video games have to have trailers like that too like us growing up video games didn't have trailers we just no. bought it we just bought it based on our, the game pro review or the game informer review or maybe the commercial, a commercial yeah the commercial with like real actors in it like there was no now you're playing with power right there was no cgi trailers for games when we were coming up now all games do this because it's just like they want to have a cinematic like gotcha moment where like they they make you interested and pull you in because they make it look so epic but then at the end of the day it's like yeah that's just something that just looks like a a cartoon an animated cgi cartoon that you guys just made for this game like you said like suicide squad like gta just was like that's just every game now does that and so i think you and i at least have decided to just kind of we got to look past that and be like i until i see something of the game i'm not like bought in until i see gameplay and yep. so that's just kind of the place we're in now with that yeah i 100 yep. agree and speaking of trailers we got a ton of them coming out of the game awards and this is probably gonna be a quick conversation because i didn't watch the game awards um, i watched <laughs> the beginning and then i was just like i'm done watching these trailers um it was just a bunch of game announcements that looks cool but i don't know what the games are so i stopped watching um yeah. The God of War DLC was really cool. The Final Fantasy DLC was really cool. Um, I watched the Final Fantasy VII trailer. I mean, I, there's a couple trailers I watched that were really cool announcements. Um, but the Hideo really Kojima, Kojima game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is, but we don't know. Um, just it's him, another just one him that making kind of on that. Yeah, just him. His name being attached to a new game is exciting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm with you. I kind of had it on in the background. We we were watching football or doing something yeah. else or playing video games. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of discourse. A lot of people are like, what is this now? This is like, this isn't a game awards. This is just E3. Like, just call it what it is now. It's not, you guys aren't really awarding. I guess you are, but it's just kind of like the side subplot to just commercials for new games that are coming yeah. out. You know, there was a lot of controversy coming out of this year, just or really not even controversy, just kind of people being upset with the fact that the game awards really didn't have awards. You know, it was like they would just kind of announce winners off to the side real quick and they wouldn't get a chance to talk. The ones that did get a chance to come up the stage got maybe 30 seconds, 60 seconds top to try to say anything. And then they just kind of kicked you off the stage. But then they'd bring up, you know, Anthony Mackie to talk for 10 minutes about nothing. And Simu Lu got a long time to talk to. Yeah. But then and you, you get like the winner of an indie game, a company, and you give them like a minute to say something and then you want to play them off stage. At the you know? game awards. Like, right. if you want to be an award show, then you need to be an award show. If you want to be a commercial, then be a commercial and just give us a show. Yeah. But don't right. like the game awards is like turned into a, just like you said, an E3, it's just turned into like another show that happens in the summer and not what it was where it was the awards and people got awards and got to talk and you celebrated the developers and you did all of these things and you know Baldur's Gate 3 won game of the year and they got 60 seconds to talk about their game and you're like really you couldn't give them five minutes you couldn't just let them go this isn't on TV right right it's on damn YouTube come on yeah so it's like just I mean I don't understand why you're on this crunch to get off the air right I don't know why you need to keep it at this particular time. I understand that sponsorships and commercials pay for the thing. And that's mm-hmm. fine, but there's a there should be a line where if you want this to be the game awards, then you need to put a little bit more effort into the actual awards 
Yeah. Agreed. My two biggest things I take out of, well, three biggest things I guess I just take from this after it's all said and done is one, Baldur's Gate cleaned up like we all kind of expected just from like the talk of it. Uh, Spider Man. Crazy. Yeah. Spider Man 2 nominated for seven awards got zero. That's some kind of robbery. I don't know. Uh, doesn't seem right with how good that game was. Just bad year. Uh, yeah, bad year, I guess. But zero, like, can't give them one thing. Like, you're saying this game is not awarded for anything it accomplished. Like, that game was awesome. I know. And I, I was surprised that Alan Wake 2 got as much, like, love. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, just came out. I haven't played it. I'm I'm not doubting Remedy and, like, the company. And I'm not doubting what it is. But it just was crazy when it's, like, best narrative, Alan Wake 2. And I'm like, Spider-Man's in there. Right. <laughs> right. Come on, guys. Uh, so yeah, that was the thing, and then what was the one other thing? Oh yeah, I laughed at like the the talk afterwards of what's his name who voiced Kratos, Christopher Judge, is that his name? Yep. So he won he won the best voice actor last year mm-hmm. or best voice cast, and uh, so he's presenting the award this year, which went to the lead in Baldur's Gate, of course, surprise, surprise. Yeah, but uh, like he had a little dig in there in his thing. I don't know if you saw it, like because he famously had a long speech last year like seven minutes long so people were giving him a lot of shit for that that's part of probably why they shortened it this year is like mm-hmm. we can't let someone talk for seven minutes mm-hmm. but he had a he had a joke in his opening monologue saying like last year i talked longer than the the call of duty campaign this year like basically a dig at fucking call of yeah. duty games everybody laughed but like it's come out now that like everyone at Activision and Call of Duty is like mad at him and, and like talking shit and being like, oh, Call of Duty sold this many copies. How many copies did God of War sell? Not this many. Like, it's like this funny thing. They're like mad at him for for making a joke. Uh, but it's funny. Yeah, 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. That is, I, yeah, I missed all of that. Like I said, I put it on after you sent me a text that said Game Awards are on. I said, oh, shit. I turned it on. I watched. I saw the the God of War DLC announcement. I saw the Hideo Kojima section, mm-hmm. and then they went to commercial. And I saw a bunch of Fortnite. And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go play video games with my friends." So there you. That's and that's what we did. And that's what we did. So it was one of those one of those things where um it was very interesting. Um, I just thought really just wanted to say like I no one saw Baldur's Gate three coming. Like this no. was the year of Zelda. We got a Zelda game this year. Yeah. Like that's usually like the shoe in for these yeah. things. And just the fact that the hype or Zelda talk disappeared halfway through this year is just crazy. Well, the talk for every game disappeared. Every game disappeared. You, you had a lot of deserving games and somehow this we had a Final game... Fantasy game this year. Yeah. The, we had the, a Zelda the... game. <clears throat> We had a Spider-Man game, a Resident Evil game, like none of them. A Bethesda and, game because we talked about Starfield getting snubbed. Yeah, we had a big giant Bethesda RPG that didn't was nowhere to be found. So now, does this? I know we've talked about Baldur's Gate. It's a game neither of us have played yet. But like, does this is this the, like the nail in the coffin that says yes, I must play this to to see what how this came to be, this phenomenon in video games. Um, well, because I knew we were going to have this conversation right you now. You bought it. I didn't buy it. Uh, PlayStation Premium, they're giving you a two-hour demo, right. So which I downloaded. And I played an hour of my two-hour demo before we uh, went live here. That's what I was doing before you jumped online. 
So I got through sure. the prologue. How is it? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I can see like it's the opening is epic as hell. Like you're watching and you're like the polish, the the epicness that's going on. I was completely I know we're talking about CGI trailers and that's what it was, but it was next level. Um, it felt special. Um, I was a little there's a lot. It's a super intimidating game. There's a ton of shit I was trying to figure out. Um, I thought I was never gonna get through the prologue. I really thought I was like I got stuck in this boss battle and I died and I was like I don't know what the fuck to do I'm too weak I had to read up a, I re looked up a walkthrough and it was like yeah just don't fight that dude I was like oh I could just not fight him cool <laughs> um, they're like you're supposed to go over there and do, and hit that button I'm like okay well let me go do that and when I did that it like and I was like okay I need to play more of this game so I have one more hour of my trial to really see what like Act One looks like and what I'm gonna fall into but I can I could see it I could see it. You see the vision. I could see what they're doing, and like you can interact with anything and make decisions that affect things that are happening. And you know, there were there was decisions that I made that looking through this walkthrough, I missed out on a party member because I decided to kill this creature instead of trying to befriend it. And now I don't have this party member. This this creature can't be my friend now because I decided it needed to die. So because you're, you're too aggressive. Well, it was, I was like, it, it was a bad guy. I didn't know I could make <laughs> it happy, um, but apparently you can. So um, I'm not surprised. I'm definitely interested. I've always been interested. Um, we'll see. Like I said, I got another hour of this demo to really see if it's for me because it's just so, it is in depth, which is kind of a, can be a hindrance to a lot of people. Sure. I'm, so, I'm definitely interested. I, I, I it's, it's not a matter of if I'm going to play it. It's a matter of when for me. So we'll see. And, and the, the thing that to remember here is it's co-op. Exactly. So, so that's, I mean, that's even, that's even need, more up our alley. Yeah. We just need to say, hey, we can play this game together and do a camp, run a campaign together. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a problem. Stream, stream it. So maybe we should stream our Baldur's Gate 3 campaign. So just let me know when that happens. And if anybody wants to see it out there, send us some money <laughs> so we could buy the game. I thought you were gonna <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like subscribe, like check out our YouTube. No, you said send us some money. Yeah, I was getting there. I was getting there, but uh, uh I was getting there. Sure you were, about, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like, subscribe, and follow so you don't miss that. So you know when we go live on YouTube over at Raise the Geek on youtube and we decide to stream at some point like we keep talking about doing you won't miss it so make sure you like subscribe follow rate review all of those things helps out the show and helps us get some money so we could buy more stuff and be able to provide new content and fun for all of you out there so thank you for checking out this episode um, of godzilla minus one i forgot that that was also one of our cue lines to finish off the show and i said it early whoops whoops uh but yeah you got any final thoughts on godzilla game awards trailers nah man just You're it was good? a fun week fun week for, for fun week for geek stuff uh however love you want to slice it up love it like it it's still just give me the content that's what i'm here for and that's what give we're it. here for so give it. let's do it i like it well we'll be back next week probably with some christmas we want to go head back down to Christmas rabbit hole. So we are planning on heading that way. We're going to talk about it as soon as we finish up. So I think that's going to do it for us this week. So for Raise the Geek, I'm Chris. And I'm Don. And thanks for checking out the show.
where geek is all we speak.